I mean, I, I, th- do you think it's rare that people's favorite music act when they're a teenager holds up this well? Because <laughs> I'm pretty proud of 18 year old Luke. Yeah. You know, I mean, I thought you were going to say, yeah. is it, do you think it's rare that a band could put out 15 albums and <laughs> most of them be good? Yeah. I mean that in and of itself. Yeah. It's a feat. It's incredible. Yeah. It's the mountain goats. It is the mountain goats. Hi everybody. Um, we're talking about the mountain goats today on uh, a little bit of something different. You know, we, we usually do this oh, when we're yeah. coming back. I forgot to come up with a name from for the it. holidays. We'll come up with some kind of fun name. Right. Um, Cause we're all about what, you know, free entertainment. And we've talked about games before and we've talked about TV before. And now we're talking about music. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically last year's album by the mountain goats and also the mountain goats at large uh bleed out um here on the show which is broke box office broke box office yeah i feel like music kind of makes sense because pretty much all music is basically free nowadays (laughs) yeah i mean if you're willing to listen to ads you can listen to as much music as you like Mm -hmm. yeah i love that find it somewhere they haven't quite figured out how to make that an equitable system for the artists but that's a big conversation for a different podcast (laughs) i was thinking about that also when i was i don't remember when but like how do you become a musician these days it seems insane dude (laughs) i have no idea no idea i guess you Um, just have to tour the shit out of places yeah but uh this guy john Mm -hmm. darnielle he's been doing it for quite Sometimes he's been doing it for a while he is since like the early 90s really mm-hmm. right is when the mountain goats kind uh, of formed yeah i'm looking at it i have it pulled up right now 94 was the first album gotcha. official 91 was the first demo looks like and was it now i didn't look up like the other guys in the band <laughs> how many mm-hmm. of them were like oh been around for the first like decade or more it was just john okay i believe uh, just doing demo tapes, you know, on his Panasonic whatever mm-hmm. uh, quarter thing, just with his acoustic guitar. And those are some of my favorite albums. Those are yeah. some he's some real magic happens in there. Yeah, it, I mean, I feel like without those, he wouldn't have like gotten the band. <laughs> yeah, right. They'd be right. like, oh, this dude is like actually really good at just writing songs. Oh and yeah, just, and that's crazy to me. I can almost compare it to like. I don't know. People people talk about uh, Brandon Sanderson. I've been reading his books recently, and he's the kind of author who just will like write a bunch, yeah, uh, and and just like all of it is somehow good. I, I think it's good. Uh, yeah, and, and same thing with with John Darnielle. He'll like write an album in like a weekend or some shit, and yeah, it'll dude. be good. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Especially in the past like three years, he's released mm-hmm. like six albums. It's insane yeah. if you <laughs> count crazy. the Jordan Lake sessions. Yeah. Right, yeah, I gotta check those out for sure. I mean, he's one of those where you know it's he's he's a incredible writer. It's insane, mm-hmm. and to me, that's where most of the magic is is in the songwriting. But it's like mm-hmm. how you know you look almost any like pop or rock song from like the second half of the last decade was probably written by fucking Bob Dylan or David Bowie or Paul McCartney. Like mm-hmm. those, <laughs> he's one of those guys where he can yeah. just write and write and write and write and write. 
and it's Dude. all good and somehow all unique too like it's yeah crazy. that part is is really wild to me too is that so many of the albums have their own sort of sound to them yeah um it's funny that you mentioned bob dylan because i feel like that's the person i reference when i talk about the mountain goes to people yeah because yeah, it is that sure. like sort of folk and like really good songwriting and the the vocals are sort of an acquired taste yes yeah <laughs> that is the biggest hurdle i always have whenever i try to introduce people to the mountain goats is some people are like are just like well it just sounds like he's talking like mm-hmm. to the music and it's like well yeah but that's yeah thing. but it's awesome it's so awesome um should we so, let's do a little bit of background about like we've both sure. been listening to the mountain goats for a really long time um, yeah i remember specifically like when you know when i found them like the first semester of my freshman year of college when i was yeah. just like finding a million bands i just yeah. was like that was what i was doing my free time was just like listening to music and seeing what kind of like yeah. cool shit i could find and i don't remember like i feel like i listened to them and i was like oh this is kind of neat and then i don't remember if i showed you or if you found them on your own and you got you, really into them and you showed me you definitely did and, and then i was like maybe i should give them a second listen and i went back and i was like oh shit it's actually really good yeah yeah yeah, there was a long, long period there between the ages of like 18 and probably 25 where I said that Mountain Ghost was my favorite band. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still what, up there for sure. Yeah. Okay. Who would you say is your favorite band now? That's such a hard question. If I had I to know, I choose feel like I don't have one anymore. <laughs> one, I might say Bon Iver just for like okay. staying power. Like he's been in like my top five on Spotify for the past like six years, I think okay which is nice. crazy yeah um what about you you don't know but that, that's what i was like i have no idea like it's so yeah. hard uh, <laughs> uh protest the hero has been my most listened to band for a couple Ooh, years now um, that's another one that that's you've another been one back from high school <laughs> even longer yeah. yeah even longer yeah i i i listened to them off of their first album uh yeah. so i can i can be proud yeah. of that from the we remember we a found warp out about tour the, compilation right <laughs> the fucking warp tour compilation yes from yeah, like 2006 or five or somewhere in one there. of them yeah. it was them the, who was it i am ghost remember that man i am ghost fucking <laughs> oh geodos yeah geodos. <laughs> oh man um uh, anyway the, yeah <laughs> those ones are i think harder to introduce people to than the mountain oh god <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah, I, 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 I mean, we're gonna talk about some of our favorites later, and I think it'll, mm-hmm. sh- it'll sort of show. I had stopped listening to them kind of for a while, not stopped listening to them, but like stopped listening to any like new stuff they put out because I was like, yeah, there's so much, and I have all these songs I like already. Yeah. Um, and then sort of the impetus for this episode is Bleed Out came out last year, and I don't even know. I just like randomly started listening to it recently, and it's so fucking good. It's so good, dude. And I, I. I'm so glad that you came up with this idea because I had not really given this album like a fair shake yet. And I'm oh, so yeah? glad I did. It's so good. Yeah. It's bonkers. And it's, it's like you said, it's different than it's much more like sort of punk rock than, than mm-hmm. he has ever been before. I feel like there's a lot of like electric guitars, a lot of like stuff like that. Yeah. Sort of, you know, it's still very mountain goatsy, but uh, especially what is it? The, I think, wage wars get rich die handsome that's yes. all when it comes in i was like what is happening dude it's it reminds me a lot of um one of his older albums heretic pride which i know is yeah. a favorite of, of both of ours it <laughs> reminds me a lot like of that so one yeah. yeah you're right except just like more electric i think did he have a full band on that one i don't remember on heretic pride yeah yeah okay yeah 
well maybe that's yeah. uh it's just very orchestrated um i also have thought like i don't really know how to review music like dude no me neither <laughs> i was like what is I, this episode gonna be like i know it's it's fun though because like you and i i mean we both have uh de- we both have degrees in like certain aspects of filmmaking so like talking mm-hmm. about movies is easy but like i don't know dick about shit about music so this will be fun (laughs) i feel like on some level music is like the most subjective form of art yeah yeah like for sure you know you can just like it and just not even know why like i do i guess that's true of most art but yeah i I can't even like articulate it's just like it sounds cool i agree though like i i love how rock and roll it is it's kind of old school and there's just so many good hooks. Like every oh, yeah. song on this album has a sick hook that just mm-hmm. like really gets stuck in your head. Yeah, man. I've realized that about myself recently is that if, if a song has just like one really good riff, yeah. I will like the song no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, this is on repeat now. That's uh, That was what actually sold me on this one was the second track, Mark On You. Yeah. Because uh, the fucking riff is so good. <laughs> that one is fantastic. I've listened to that one probably like 10 times in the past, I don't know, several days. Is that, do you think that's your favorite track on the whole album? Off the album? Yeah, for sure. Mm. I think my favorite track is probably Make You Suffer. Mm, that's because of the hook. Just because of the down, 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 or whatever. I'm going to make you suffer. <laughs> that progression is so good. Uh huh. Yeah, that's, he's also good at that, is, is writing like really dark songs a lot of the time, but. You're just sort of jamming mm-hmm. to them, and then you're like, oh, shit, wait, what did he just say? Yeah, if anything, I feel like that's kind of what he's known for. Like, I mean, yeah, is like No these, Children. Yeah, is, these cheerful melodies song. and, like, kind of twangly acoustic guitar with, like, the darkest lyrics you've ever heard put to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. I have the track listing here. I don't... <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see. I, I mean, I think Training Montage, Mark On You, and Wage Roars... Bleh. The third track, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that that alone, like if a if an album also has like a sort of a one two three punch like that, I I was like pretty much yep. But it also makes me want to start at the beginning of the album each time, so I listen to the later yes. songs less. Same, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I appreciate though people that still put an effort into like the construction of an album because I feel like mm-hmm. the album is like a dying art form. Um, yeah and i do still like it when people like you know order things intentionally and this album definitely feels like it's ordered intentionally yeah definitely i guess we can talk uh briefly about and this is one of the things that sort of interested me in the first place is the i mean he's he one of the other things he's known for i guess is doing like concept albums yes like yeah almost like i'd say half of them are concept albums at especially least. recently like not so yeah. much in the old days like tallahassee obviously but then mm-hmm. recently like his past like four or five have all been oh really okay s- eh, well i guess less so for dark in here i don't know mm-hmm. um but some of them are like super specific. Like he has one about wrestling called Beat the Champ, mm-hmm. and he has one about D and D called um, oh, oh, what shit. is that album called? He does. Uh, In League with Dragons. That's what it's called. In League with Dragons. Nice. Um, that's that was also why I wanted to do this podcast. Is I I haven't listened to anything since Beat the Champ. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I did listen to Goths. Goths um, is so cool. I'm gonna need some recommendations yeah. from you. Goths has some Goths cool stuff cool. on it. It's sort of like electro, sort of post-punky kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, this album in particular is is sort of themed around, I, I think it said like uh, 
70s and 80s like action movies mm-hmm. or like action b movies and you can tell just by looking at the the album cover like it looks like a movie cover from yeah. like the you know whatever i mean what yeah um, one of the like literal hooks of one of the songs is about rambo so like mm-hmm. that adds up yeah <laughs> yeah the song is called first blood yeah uh, <laughs> that's a good one too i like that one mm-hmm. um and it's funny, you know, some of the songs, uh, specifically uh, Bones Don't Rust, sounds like it could be the theme song to like a cop TV show from that era or something. Yep. Yep. Um, it has such one... a, or even like a Bond song. Like it yeah. ends on such a Bond chord. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That one. Oh, I do also really like Guys on Every Corner. It's sort of like a, a weird little funky, mm-hmm. jazzy kind of song in the middle of this album. Um yeah I don't, I don't. <laughs> definitely i you know it'll take a little a couple more listens for me probably but like it definitely feels like he's trying to do something here mm-hmm. with like the masculinity of it all oh yeah particularly like with songs like wage wars get rich die handsome like mm-hmm. you know it it's the whole album is like upbeat and 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 like punchy just like the movies until you get to the very last track Mm-hmm. And then he does something really interesting, which is the track "Bleed Out," mm-hmm. um, and he just like really slows it down. Yeah, and I don't know. He's such a smart guy that like I'm sure he's doing something really smart in here that I'll mm-hmm. get on like my tenth listen or whatever. Yeah, I I didn't like pull any of them, but I was reading. Um, oh, I was looking up uh, the lyrics um, on what is it, Genius or whatever because uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to see because I know he makes other references in First Blood he made I, w- I was like what are these references he's making one of them was to Death Wish yeah. with Charles Bronson um, oh but man <laughs> they also have little quotes from him about each of the songs where he sort of explains his process and like the the thoughts behind it and I, I didn't pull any of them but they, I feel like they're interesting to read if you nice. are, are looking into that kind of thing yeah he is he is just the coolest i i have gone and seen him multiple times in multiple different capacities like i've seen the mountain goats Mm -hmm. play a couple times but i also always go see him when he comes through town on book tours for like the books that he writes Mm, yeah Um, and that is like a whole different experience and he's just so he's so articulate and like funny and smart and interesting Mm -hmm. he's the best yeah well, do you have any other thoughts on this album in particular? I mean, not really. I talk. I just the yeah, the assemblage of it is really cool mm-hmm. and interesting. All the hooks, I... the fucking saxophone. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Through the through the whole album, what is the one that starts with sax? It's guys on every corner. Guys I think. on every starts corner. Starts with I that think, like yeah. sax whale. Just yeah. very fun and it's funky. So um, yeah. I like uh, the sort of you get hostages right after that which is a, another it's like seven minutes um mm-hmm. and it starts yeah. off kind of slow and then it looks like gets faster and faster and then that goes right into need more bandages which is like maybe the most frantic song on the album <laughs> yeah he's like we're gonna need more bandages and he gets into that that really nasally john oh scream. yeah that's yeah. one thing I, I really love when he does that which uh he does that in mark on you too which is really fun mm-hmm. um yeah he kind of has like two modes of singing almost yeah um but yeah anyways really good album super Um, good probably my favorite of his in at least the past five years mm -hmm. okay cool uh which that will transition nicely into talking about 
what are what are our favorites of his <laughs> um, oh yeah so we can get some more recommendations i would like some recommendations too because i yeah. again i i can go ahead and uh start off with my albums because this is one of them i would just say like top five nice. lead out um and then we go all the way back to heretic pride 2008 nice. uh and then the sunset tree tallahassee and all hail west texas um <laughs> <laughs> those are like those are like the five that I always listen to. Do you want to know how many of our top five we have in common? Is it all of them? It's four. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sweet. Okay, my, my my top five from five to one is five is Heretic Pride. Number okay. four is Transcendental Youth. Um Okay. Is, because uh, that album that just it's the one with like the Diaz brothers and Oh, I um, do love that song. It just, it came out when I was a freshman in college. Oh, yeah. Which, like, and it's all about, like, well, obviously from the name, it's all about, like, youth and, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. fuck it. And, like, it has this really free and really, like, uh, infectious energy to it. And I just love it. And I I always return to that one. And then, yeah, from three to one, Sunset Tree, Tallahassee, and All Hill, West Texas. Um, Nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Still, I consider All Hail West Texas among uh, my favorite albums ever. Like, yeah, probably among the top three. Nice. It's um, it's it definitely just a, is so special. Yeah, it's got like it's just a hodgepodge of like ridiculously good songs, mm-hmm. and and none of them are just like it's so weird listening to it because he, he's he's just like singing shit and and it doesn't rhyme and sometimes it's yeah. not even like in goes to the beat or anything yeah but it still sounds good as like a song yeah it's crazy i feel like and that was somehow the, one... the whole album fits together too like i yeah. almost every time when i sit down and like start listening to it i'm gonna finish it because mm-hmm. like it just feels like one whole thing yeah i think for me the number one might be the sunset tree mm-hmm. just because it's i mean it it's feels the most like personal and he puts like so much emotion into all the songs yeah probably because of like the backstory (laughs) yeah yeah. um and it has like a lot of my favorites on it uh and and just like yeah listening to it it, you really incredible i don't know you're getting his pure like energy just like Mm -hmm. sort of beaming into your ears Mm -hmm. yeah i i'm not just as a disclaimer, I'm not super familiar with a lot of the lo-fi albums. He has like yeah. six or seven lo-fi albums that I've listened to, but I'm not like really intimately familiar with because, you know, like I said, if I want to listen to lo-fi mountain goats, I'm going to listen to all Hill West Texas. Like mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, so. I was looking it up. I was surprised at how many he has because I don't even recognize the names of some of these. Nothing for juice. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> Full force Galesburg yeah <laughs> i mean i'll check it out but i uh, the coroner's gambit is the oldest one i've listened to and that was 2000 yeah that's a cool one too yeah um but i also haven't listened to a lot of the newer stuff uh, as far as his newer stuff goes like i said I, I think goths is pretty cool um i'm not crazy about in league with dragons uh, or no. darken here his 2021 album but okay. there are some really fun songs on Getting Into Knives, which is the 2020 album. Nice. Um, particularly the second track, Get Famous, I really like. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, check that out. I'll listen to that one. What about uh, Songs for Pierre Chauvin, the tape Ooh. that we both have? 
Yes, that's a fun one. We, <laughs> me and Zach both have different limited edition versions of the uh, of the tape release of this. Um, mm. It's a fun one. I mean, it's 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 lo-fi, which is fun that he just oh, like returned yeah. to that. Um, yeah, there's some yeah, good stuff in there. Yeah, because that was the one he did during COVID, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, you can tell he just he like drew the album cover himself also. Yep. <laughs> I like yep. that. Okay, so how about songs in particular? We've covered albums. Dude, this was so hard. This, this is was a lot harder. Surprisingly <laughs> hard. Um I don't know if I can do a top five. Let's see. I got my top five. I have one honorable mention. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. I had to do No Children as an honorable mention because yeah. it's just uh-huh. essential. It's so incredible. Um, and it's so unique. There is no other song like No Children. And when you're in the mood for that song, like nothing else will do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, number five, I have, and some of these are kind of obscure, but number five, I have Counterfeit Florida Plates from Whoa. Transcendental Youth. No, I haven't even heard that one. It is. All right. It's just like a groovy little like drum. Like it's got a very interesting rhythm and sounds very different from almost anything else he's ever written. And it's okay. just like a groovy little song. And I just, it's nice. on my playlist that I sometimes just like shuffle in the car. So it is one of his songs that I hear most frequently, but mm-hmm. I do really love it. Okay. Um, I'll check it out. I've added it to my liked songs by him. <laughs> it is very, very good. Um, and then, <laughs> spoiler, but the other four are all very, very uh, depressing. But that's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. That's He's real good at that. Uh, number four, I put uh, Game Shows Touch Our Lives from mm. Tallahassee. Yeah, that's um, a good one. It just like the guitar tone on that song is so like twinkly and magical. It's amazing. Nice. Um, And it's the only song on that album that is like it just sort of wistfully sad rather than like completely <laughs> crushing. Aggressively um, sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, number three is The Mess Inside from yes. All Hill with Texas. Also um, very good. It was hard for me to choose one. I also really like Jenny. I also yeah. really like Pink and Blue. Um, but The Mess Inside is just, it's pretty special, and it's really fun to scream in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nice. That's a perfect way number to Number two, to yep. I mean, that's that's the best way to listen to most mountain goats. Well, true, yeah. Because, yeah, because you can, you know, sing... It doesn't matter how well you say. Do it the way John does it. Yep. Just like yell it. <laughs> uh, my number two is Hast Thou Considered the Tetrapod from oh my the God. Sunset Tree. Speaking um, of depressing. I think probably one of the best written songs I've ever heard. Uh, yes. Just like some of the lines from that song just like take your breath away. It's, it's yeah. incredible and incredibly sad. <laughs> yeah. And then this is interesting, but my favorite Mountain Goats song is actually not from any of my top five Mountain Goats albums. Ooh. It's First uh, John 416 from right. The Life of the World to Come. I was trying to remember which one. That, yeah. that album is so hard <laughs> because all the songs are like just named Bible verses. It is a really interesting album. Um, I couldn't put it in my top five just because it is super hit or miss. Like some of the tracks are just kind of boring and like. Mm-hmm. The whole second half of the album is just very, very slow and sad. But this song in particular um, just, like, came into my life, you know, when I was a teenager. And it became, like, a comfort blanket for me. It just became, like, nice. because, the, you know, the the one 
note of the chorus that he keeps coming back to is I, I won't be afraid of anything ever again. And so anytime like mm-hmm. I was in a tough spot, like in high school or, or, or feeling down or whatever, legit, like I would listen to this song and just like put me back on track. Like, nice. It just is so special to me. It's an incredible piece of music. That's great. I remember and you the, saying the that. The strings and, then, and the piano and the ugh. Yeah, that whole album is more piano focused, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of neat yep. that he sort of switched it up like that to, to do. Yeah. Um, I'll actually start with my number one because uh, it's kind of a similar reason. My number one is this year. Yes. I just love that idea of like, I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me. It's essential. Like, yeah. Yep. I just listen to that all the time. Um, yeah. I don't know if I have an order for the rest of them, but I really like uh, Up the Wolves. So that's yes. two off of the Sunset Tree. Oh, fuck. I forgot <laughs> about that song. That's a really good song. Cheese. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what else? Um, I, I, I like Wear Black from Goths. Mm-hmm. Mark that's, on You. That's my favorite track from that album. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's I think the best from that album. Uh, I'm going to put Mark on You on my top five. Man. I don't have enough room now. Um, <laughs> I did an honorable mention. You can do an honorable mention. Well, my honorable mention was going to be the same as yours. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Yeah, I got to choose. Heretic Pride is interesting because it's one of my favorite albums, but none of the songs on there I think are are particularly mm-hmm. my favorite. I think it just works well as like a whole thing. Yeah. I, I had the same thing when I was looking at that. If My favorite track is probably the last one, Michael Myers' Resplendent. Yeah. I was going to say it's that really too. It's really fun. Um, I think uh, my number five will either be Southwood Plantation Road or the Diaz Brothers. Nice. I like those yes. a lot. I feel like I, I've, and this kind of, um, I was expecting because just based on our respective music tastes in general, whereas I gravitate more towards a lot of the like, sort of like fast and like, yeah, you know, yeah. sort of jammy ones. And, and you like a lot of the more like sort of slowed down folky ones. Yeah, totally. Um, so I like that, but yeah, what is so yeah? Hey. Considered the tetrapod also is so good. <laughs> I mean, so dear listener, if you are not familiar with the Mountain Goats, that those like twelve songs we just named would be a, a really nice sampling. Yeah. I feel. Yeah, go check um, it out. We should figure out how to like link a a, a like playlist or something on our, <laughs> our show notes or something. Fancy. I wonder if I can figure out how to do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. It's all Spotify, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and if if not, then just listen to all those albums that we talked about because they're all good. <laughs> also, there's I okay. I'm gonna give one more honorable mention. Okay, and I'm gonna be super hipster because um, there's actually a song called "You Were Cool" uh, uh-huh. that he has never put on an album. It's Ooh. a live only song, um, but I've seen him do it, and you know, there's a million recordings of it out there, like on YouTube yeah. and stuff that you can find. <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's called "You Were Cool." Um, nice. And it's very, very special and very good as well. I'm looking it up so I can watch it. Uh, we saw them together once. We did. A in long time ago. Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> yeah, what a weird place to be. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, he's very, yeah. very good. Yeah. Any other Definitely thoughts? So. I mean, I don't know. We, I don't think we need to say that it's a, a double recommendation here to go Strong check it out. wreck. I was honestly like looking up his tour. He's... <laughs> Not coming to Canada at all. Yeah. Uh, but he is coming to Rochester, New York, which is only like four and a half hours away. 
it kills me because he does like these little micro East Coast tours like twice a year, but like he never yeah. comes to the West Coast. My God. Yeah. He I mean, I get fan. it. He has a family, you know, he has a wife and kids. And well, true. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be tough. But also, yeah, uh, but yeah, read his books too. They're really fucking good. Oh, yeah. I like I gotta, all of them. I got to finish that. I, I read the first one and it was blew my mind. Oh, um, Wolf and White Vans? I, yeah. Yeah weirdly enough i think that might be my least favorite yeah yeah the hmm. other two it's are definitely... like equally wiggity but like a little more like fast-paced yeah sort yeah. of like plot focused yeah they're very cool okay yeah i mean i definitely i think i have both of them so i'll just i should read them nice yeah so go check it out it's free to if you don't mind ads uh it's you should pay free. for it too <laughs> yes highly recommend grab some cool collectors um cassette tapes like me and zach have yeah, get it out. Support your local artists. Yeah. Um or even your not so local ones. Yeah, like like us. Support yeah. us too. <laughs> by yeah, uh, set up our Patreon. Reviewing the show and spreading the word and telling your friends. Yeah. Um and following us on Instagram at Brokebox Office. Emails. Oh, I didn't even think. Wait, let's see if we have any emails. Email us at brokeboxoffice at gmail dot com. Check and email. Uh no, we don't have any new ones. Okay. Well, in that case, I can say I had an idea, and I was going to look this up. Um, I was thinking we could talk about that 90s show, but I don't see any listing of how many episodes it's going to be. <laughs> so I, if it's like 24 episodes, I don't I don't know about that. But yeah. if it's a short run, then maybe we could talk about it. Cause, I you would know, love to. Is it out? When is it, it out? It comes out tomorrow. Oh, as of this shit. Recording. I didn't know that. Um, or at least the first episode does. Are they doing like a like a weekly it's, release it's netflix right yeah so they'll probably dump it all at once i feel like netflix right? usually just dumps usually yeah. yeah but the only they only have one episode listed on the wikipedia anyways hmm. we'll probably talk about that maybe we can just talk about the pilot episode i don't know yeah uh, that would be super huh. fun yeah have we ever talked about that 70s show on this on this podcast before no we haven't that's what uh, oh man that's that what sounds made me great. think of it because um, we have <laughs> You know, we always talk about stuff that we used to watch. So yeah. there we go. Awesome. And this will be timely because it's just about to come out. Ooh, look at us. And Covering uh, all the new what shit. What is it? The Deborah Jo Rupp and uh, Kurtwood Smith have yes. not aged a day. They look so good. It's crazy. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go check that out. Awesome. And the Mountain Goats. Yes. Give it a listen. And thanks yes. for listening to us. Thanks uh, for coming back. Yeah, you know, it's if we if I could be vulnerable for a sec, you know, I had a like a hard second half of the year last year, so I know we were like a little slow, mm. uh, a little behind the ball, but like we kind of are figuring like at this point, like we're just trying to have a good time. We're trying mm. to like you know review stuff yeah. that either we like or we like to review because of how shitty it is so we're just kind of <laughs> yeah. playing it loosey-goosey over here um here at broke box office and yeah. we appreciate you coming along for the ride everybody so yeah this is a podcast yeah. for fun where we just talk about shit. yes exactly <laughs> so cool thanks for uh, listening and yep we'll see you next time yep Go don't, listen to the mountain uh, goats. Yeah, don't not listen to the mountain goats. Don't ever not be listening to the mountain goats. Yeah. Bye. Bye.